Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows, and we can't live without them. But we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to a bonus episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Uh, Today we are talking about our favorite, super sexy, super prudish, super pro or anti hot vac summer Netflix reality show, Too Hot to Handle. Season two has finally dropped, well, the first half of it, and today we're going to sink our teeth into the juicy first four episodes. Here to join us, like a hyena sharing some of the lion's meat, as our dear friend Cam would say, is Darren Karp, host of People TV's Reality Check, Scissoring Isn't a Thing, and Shaken and Disturbed. Darren, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. You guys know I always think you two are too hot to handle, so I'm happy to uh, continue that narrative as well today. I'm very excited about this. Right back at you. Thank Uh, you. Perhaps one day all three of us can get shipped off to an isolated resort and think we're there to party and fuck, but actually there to be just completely blocked by (laughs) an inanimate cone. That is the premise of this show. Whenever I hear, whenever I talk to a friend, I'm like, I can't wait until that can happen for us again. Like, I can't wait until we go to an island just to, like, stick whatever, wherever with each other. And then someone tells us that we're on a retreat to learn how to have deeper relationships instead. Yeah, it's a getaway for a couple of girls, Mm. no problem. But I will say my girlfriend's been gone for three months, so this show, like, really resonated with me and the <laughs> prudishness of the show. So I am, I am right now too hot and bothered to handle it. So I can't wait. Yeah. To I, I assume that you have just been like wandering around being like, Lana, what, what shall I do? What do I do next, yeah. Lana? Yes. <laughs> Whereas those of us who have been in lockdown with like 
our spouses are just like, wow, this looks great. Like, let's spice this relationship up by not being allowed to get close to each other. Like, that could be a fun new thing. Um, But unfortunately, instead, it's happening to these 10 plus sexy singles. So let's, let's revisit the premise of Too Hot to Handle for those who aren't familiar. They cast all these beautiful Instagram models and influencers and TikTokers and professional athletes and bartenders to uh, an isolated resort. They get there. They're like, we're just going to like be boning each other constantly, right? Like that. that's what this show is. I, I don't know how that show would exist because how would it ever air the amount of, of fucking that they think they're going to be doing? Um, but... Once there, they learn that they actually can't have sex with each other. They're on a retreat to learn to form more meaningful connections. No kissing, no heavy petting, no excessive grinding, <laughs> no sex, no masturbation, nothing. Well, I kept thinking, like, what if they, like, and one of the uh, women actually kind of brings this up. What if you, like, think your way into an orgasm? Like, one of the women brings up that she sometimes does it in her sleep, which she seems to think is a unique trait that she has, <laughs> that she'll, like, come in her sleep. And, um, but that's the thing. Like, what if you just think it, like, does that count as self-gratification? Like, I want more clarification from Lana on this, but it hasn't. Yeah, where, hasn't where really does Lana yet. stand on thought crime is what you're, is what you're asking. Exactly. <laughs> That's a good point. Because I've undressed many people with my eyes, and that feels mm. like it should be charged with a couple thousand dollars here and there. Just saying. <laughs> At, least. At least. So we keep talking about Lana, but we are, of course, uh, for the uninitiated, alluding to the robot lady host who is a cone and who uh, watches all of these sexy singles give each other hand jobs. Yeah. Lucky It's Lana. just her role. It's her role. Um, and she also is there to kind of negotiate the deductions from a $100,000 prize pool that is made less and less each time any of these sexy singles breaks the rules. She's a real hard ass, that Lana. Yeah. And she also is supposed to be their intimacy guru of sorts, like a deep emotional investment in all of them becoming better at having relationships and is like sort of wounded if they don't follow her rules. She's like, I really want you all to end up super monogamous and faithful and you're just not really paying attention to me. Like, what am I even here for? And so then she has to break out like new ways to test them and punish them for their misdemeanors. She does feel like the priest of the whole thing. Like she's kind of there like, like you need to repent your sins to me. Yes! And here's your oh punishment type of thing. She feels like this very like religious-y, but not religious at all. The show is not religious at all. It's just like, she does feel like you're, she's your like mentor, yes. teacher, parent, friend. It's weird. It feels so deeply like American to me. <laughs> Although I don't even know if the show is originally American. They tend to cast from like various English speaking countries, but yeah, it's like the, the, the restrictiveness and judgment and prudishness of religion with kind of the actual specifics of religion stripped away. Yeah. yeah. The darkest parts of the religiousness survive, which are like, you can't do anything that feels good. Or and you fun. should, like, and you should bad. feel very, very, very guilty. Also, there's like a lot of yeah. guilt in this show. 
I mean, it's perfect because it's like you can be gay. You just can't act on being gay. So it's like, okay, I can sleep in the bed with the person I want to sleep with, but I can't do not touch. sleep. Do right. So I can't touch. sleep with that person. That great yeah. religious mer- metaphor for sure. Well, they tease that one of the women is bi or pansexual, and then it simply never comes up again. <laughs> like someone says, oh, like, what are you into, boys or girls? They are all super straight in their behavior. And she's like, oh, anyone, anything, like boys, girls, whatever. I want to taste everything. And then the very next, it smash cuts to her in her little intro video being like, I'm obsessed with boys, <laughs> like boys are my hobby. And like, you never see her show interest in a woman. So it's just total. Oh, baby. yeah. I, I I was thinking about that, too. And she also ends up being the one that's like, the most kind of dedicated to uh, finding monogamy within this structure because she falls very hard and quickly for Cam. Um, Should we talk a little bit about kind of the setting of this show? Because it is filmed at a a different resort than season one. Season one was in Mexico. Uh, This season we're in Turks and Caicos at a very similarly like sterile (laughs) <laughs> resort like yeah. white clean white furniture <laughs> and right. machine washable throw pillows like you can tell they're prepared for some rule breaking with the decor it's a turnkey house for a reality <laughs> love show yes. like that's what it is like that's how what that's what airbnb is certainly advertising you know it's like yeah the, the difference between love island and this is it's n- identical. identical it's the love island aesthetic down to like the bedroom with all the double beds that are in a close-up. Like, they could have filmed this in the exact same place as Love Island, and I would be almost more surprised if they didn't. I'll have to do some research. And just like Love Island, they generally choose to bunk down with, like, whoever they're exploring a romance with at the moment, unless they're not exploring romance with anyone, and then they end up in one of the, like, yeah, a bed. Random. The reject Someone else who is just, yeah... It's like, oh, it's, I'm kind of single, you're kind of single, let's just, like, be in the same bed together, I guess. It seems like my nightmare. Like, I have to really like you to want to be in a bed with you. But that's not the kind of person <laughs> I cast on this show. No, no, um, no. Listen, if someone sent me there for free and they were like, we'll give you a bunch of money if you don't kiss or have sex with anyone for like 20 days dream i would go and i would get a bunch of money because i'd be really good at that yeah i was gonna (laughs) ask you guys like uh, i am in some ways astounded by like they're like the difficulty with which i'm like is this that difficult a task to just like not have sex for like a couple days like in some cases they're like just don't have sex for one (laughs) night Just don't do it for one night. And they're like, how can I? All the men are constantly just like, my balls are going to fall off if after 24 hours, like, a woman doesn't give me a hand job or I don't go, like, jerk off. I'm like, this, first of all, like, I think blue balls are not a real scientific thing. Also, when did hand jobs become like novel? Like, oh yeah, like it's like robbing a bank for five dollars. <laughs> it's like, why are we talking about hand jobs? Like, we're not in sixth grade. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, the like, guys are all like, oh yeah, love a hand job. I need them all the time. Right, I'm, I'm like, like, oh, you're all so young. 
Right. Like if they've never had, like, I just like a lot of the guys you can tell had glow ups. And so I think that now oh, yeah. like they're at the point of their life when they're like in their twenties and they're having sex a lot, but in their high school, they probably didn't have sex a lot. So I would say that like most of them are just like so excited to have sex that that's what makes it hard for them because like, they probably weren't everyone. having sex. Right. Right. Everyone is so excited. Like, and that's the thing I, I think of the bachelor as a reality show that is sort of like a relatable aspirational dating show that's like a lot of people watch it who are like this is about people pursuing the kind of relationship that is what I would want in my life that's recognizable to me in a sort of glorified setting this is more to me like a freak show dating show like you look at these and you're like how can these people contain so many hormones like I I understand being really horny I do but like I feel like you're supposed to look at them and be like Bees, like you, like, sure, you, viewer, could be at a resort for 10 days and not make out with anyone if if you had enough money on the line. These people are so fucking hormonal. <laughs> it is simply not possible for them. Also, yeah, they're, they're simply too hot. Like, I, I think are, like, extremely hot in the kind of conventional way we think about hot people. Do they are they just like lightly a different species in terms of dating? Like it just feels like at least at the beginning, they're all like, I literally don't have to try. People just like want to have sex with me all the time. I assume anyone that like I want to have sex with will reciprocate it. And then their like game to each other is just like, hey, hey, wanna make out? Like they don't, there's no let me try to dazzle you there's with my no personality. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's sort of nothing. I mean, one of the guys who I arguably would find the least attractive just literally was like, I want to make out right now. And then got two kisses from two different women, like just for fun. And I was like, how does that happen? And I was thinking about this because to me, like I cover a lot of reality shows. Obviously we all do. And you know, it's like when you're famous and you're hot, like I, I like take like Tristan and Khloe Kardashian, for example, I'm always like, why does Tristan keep cheating? Like there's a million cameras on him. Everyone's watching. Like there's so much on the line. You have a kid together. Like if I was like under a microscope, forget about the money. I'd be like, why does this guy keep doing this? And it's like, if you were that good looking and you're walking into a room and everyone wants to have sex with you. I imagine, I don't know what that's like because I'm me, but I imagine <laughs> that that's got to be just overwhelming, like, sensory overload. And that's why these people cannot keep it together. Yeah, I think it's just not relatable to me. I've had, like, one experience in my life where I walked into a party and a guy just, like, really pursued me. And I married him. Like, that is, like, (laughs) the kind of experience I had dating in the world, you know? Like, to me, that was just, like, it totally turned my head. Also, we're very compatible. Um, but so thank God, right? Like, what if I had that one experience and then he sucked? But like these people experience that constantly times every hour. I'm in awe of it. I guess that's why it's not I, I don't mean that like didn't mean to call that out in like a shaming way at all. I'm just like, wow, it's that's amazing. Like they imagine everyone kind of wants to sleep with them, and like everyone kind of does want to sleep with them. All of them. And I've just simply not experienced that in my lifetime of dating. And it's just maybe that is why it's kind of fun to watch. But yes, Claire, I think you were going to talk about sort of the downside of of this dynamic. 
this is the one thing that I think I've really learned from Tuat to Handle that should have been obvious, but that I the experience of hot people is so alien to me that I simply <laughs> never was able to conceive of it. Why would you cheat on Khloe Kardashian, right? She's super hot. But there is such a deep insecurity you see in a lot of the people on the show, because how do you keep people interested when there are always more hot people to swap you out for? If nothing about you is particular to the person you're with, if you're just like a hot person and they're attracted to you, well, there are a lot of hot people that they're attracted to. And the next one is new and isn't mad at you for flirting with someone else right in front of them. So they're all deeply aware that like they can have whoever they want, but also they can't keep them. They don't know how Mm -hmm. and they don't know like what it would mean to try to like compete in the long term instead of just like taking what they can get in the moment, which is whoever they want and then moving on to whoever else they want. Like, why not? So it's like both they're very egotistical. They're like, I can get whoever, but they're also super insecure because they're like, I can keep no one. That's kind of sad. I think I was talking about this with you, Emma. Maybe it was like the last time all of us got together, but I think it was you. And I think I thought about this phrase ever since because you were like, I think you said something like, I think I just enjoy watching people that are my age now. Like we're all in our 30s. You're like, I think I just appreciate watching people my age. I forget what we were breaking down. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, is this, I was like, at first when Too Hot to Handle came back, I was really excited. And then I was like, oh, I do feel older than them in a lot of ways. Like I'm just done going to like the bars and doing that. But I think the other side of it kind of gets to see them being like just as jealous when they're just as hot after like kissing someone one time in 20 minutes, like kind of seeing their underbelly of like their relationship issues made it a little bit more relatable to people in their thirties. I've just thought about what you said a lot and I was like, okay, I'm back in. I'm no, sorry. I think that's so true. Yeah. yeah. It's good to keep an interest in the younger generation, even though <laughs> we're developing more complex, you know, tastes for a, a, an older, more, more mature brand of reality television. Yes. Um, Too and- old and definitely handled already. That's how it's been off that we will do. <laughs> Um, so the last thing I think I want to talk about before we get into the specific characters this season is the fashion. Oh my goodness. What the hell guys? <laughs> I absolutely cannot keep up there. What happened to bathing suits? Like I, I don't know. stopped paying attention for like 12 months. Like I had a baby. I was okay. So it was like two years, pregnancy suits, then, you know, pandemic, Leg holes are, like, up to our armpits now? What the hell? Well, and also just, like, a piece of tape across the boobs. Like I'm like, you cannot... How do you jump into water with that? Like, you know, like... These these are made for lounging only. Lounging only, Darren. I mean... Got you. It's just... I was like, this fashion is a crime against bodies that are not, like, extremely thin and extremely taut like how the I was like they're just all the holes are in so many places that it's just it doesn't work on mo like the majority of bodies I'd say and something that I enjoyed (laughs) last season was that there was like a real trend towards under boob which as a fashion choice I just found like kind of hilarious this season far less under boob much more exposure of the like, I don't, 
the upper, well, it's the, the high, high legs. Cut legs leave sort of the front side of your pelvis. Yes, front side of your pelvis. I was like, You're what would we, there. what do we even call it's that? A Kelly Kapowski. I don't know. It's like an 80s, like, oh, I don't even know if I have the hips to do that. And I I'm don't. Thinking, like, bathing suits are kind of uncomfortable already. So why are you hiking it up your ass even further? It's, I was like, these like, just go straight up your ass, straight like into your vagina. I was like, this is not. I mean, for me, it wouldn't work for many reasons. Also, I was like, I have hip dips that are slightly prominent. This does not do, like, you also, I feel like, have to essentially have had, like, laser hair removal along your bikini line. Like, these are. And get it every day. Like, there can't be one stray up in there because you, <laughs> you know we'll notice it. So it I was like. to what? be permanently exterminated. <laughs> like, you have to have made sure their hair never grows again. Like, salt the earth. That's what you we're talking about. You have doused yourself in acid, regrew the skin without <laughs> hair, and then you can go on to hot Exactly. Yeah, That's the only logical the conclusion. skin salesman in to help you, like, landscape. I mean, it's. And then it's a thong in the back. So we get so many shots of them just, like, flopping on a bed. And you can see essentially everything. And this is where the need for like, and not need in the sense that like, I think you need it, but need in the sense that this is what women feel are told they must do in order to wear a thong in public. Like not only the laser hair removal, but like the bleaching, because your skin is, you know, not perfectly uniform looking in your ass area. Like you have to bleach the ass, you have to bleach the paint area. I'm sorry, this is a stupid bleach a taint now? Oh my God, I didn't even know about bleaching a taint. And you look at the side pelvis, like you'd have to essentially bleach my side pelvis if I was. Sam, I was like, my skin skin is discolored. It is not perfectly even because, like, I don't know, I wear underwear. Like, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, guys, I hate to say it, you're clearly just ugly. And I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to be the one. You're just like, you're just, you're just ugly and gross. And I didn't want to have this to tell you This is the conclusion this, I've also come to. So it's being, fine. I'm just saying. Uh, the last thing I want to say about the fashion is that I keep hearing that like acne is in and the natural look is back, but the influencers and the models are still contouring every morning and they're using an entire palette every morning. There is so much contouring. Everyone looks airbrushed except for the men who do have visible acne because that's allowed. They're allowed. They're allowed. Um, I also actually really like that we get to sort of see that beauty routine built into the show because the effort is is visible. Um, And I appreciate that. They're like, this is labor. These women are spending time every day putting their faces on. And then they go to bed. They wash it all off. You see, like, some of them in, like, their cute glasses and stuff. And I just – I appreciate that more than this idea that, like, a woman just appeared yeah. and perfectly contoured. That's, that's funny because I think it's supposed to be sort of a way to rip them down to size a little bit. Oh, interesting. Like, I think that it's a little bit of, like, they think they're hot shit, but here they are in the morning with their glasses on. And a little frankly, bit. they still look extremely hot. And they're way better looking. I know we're going to get into the characters, but but when Alana's like yelling at them to go do stuff and Melinda, and Melinda I think that's her name, Melinda was like, I got to put on my other lash. She's like, hold on, Alana, yeah. put it on my other lash. And I was like, I love you. Like you're yelling at Alana. This is great. I'm totally into it. Yeah, I think this is perfect. We can talk about the characters now. Melinda is sort of the first one on our list who incidentally, I think looks so freaking cute in her glasses yeah. right when she wakes up. I think she's like Staying extremely in. hot. Yes. But it's not um, it's not her look, right? Like she's she's not no. the kind of look during the day that would ever wear glasses. She is like glam queen. 
I mean, and she, she's gorgeous no matter what. Like, let's be clear. Gorgeous. Again, all of these people are baseline extremely hot. Um, Melinda is 28. She's a model from Brooklyn, which I always love a Brooklyn girl. Uh, she is both a self-described firecracker and predator. Always on the hunt. <laughs> which, always a, on the hunt. That's a double standard <laughs> if I ever heard one. Because if one of the guys was like, I'm a firecracker and a predator, we'd be like, what the <laughs> going on there. Like, well, shit. All right. Yeah. Nathan is like the 27-year-old stripper who's like British but lives in Texas. And he's like, I just wanted to combine women's two biggest fantasies, the cowboy and the British. I'm like, oh, two different forms of colonialism yeah. in one man. That is so impressive, Nathan. If I know women, they definitely want to go back to a time before we could vote and when we were utterly objectified and like in the 1700s when we were just like little objects. I'm it's right. my ideal. Yeah. yeah. Carly is 24. She's a model from Toronto and a bartender, I believe. She's like, I hate rules. I don't follow rules. I'm a little bit of a man eater. Once I left my boyfriend while we were at a bar and went to hook up, with a guy I had previously dated in front of him at the same bar. Maybe it's because I also date women that I'm just kind of like, well, you can't be doing that either. Like if, yeah, like, don't if, do if, that. if, if, if no. a guy do that, you'd be like, he's scum. He's pathetic. But when we see <laughs> women do that, like, oh, you're sexy, you're cool, you're here, you're now. And I'm like, no, that's kind of rude to do. Like, Rude. I will say everyone is engaging in really bad behavior. Men and women yes, is yes. just like every person here is just like, I don't give a fuck. I have sex with whoever I want at any moment that I want, regardless of whether I should or not, or whether I'm hurting someone's feelings. Doesn't matter. That's the vibe. They all hate commitment equally. Like this has nothing to do with gender. They're just all like behave in ways that, um, are fairly selfish and often hurtful to other people. Not that like having sex with lots of people is inherently selfish or hurtful, but the way that these people by their own words seem to engage in that behavior often includes a lack of regard for like other people that they might. That's a good point. You know, have had relationships with. Hot people are just like us. They're (laughs) just like us people. Same problems, you know? Harry, our producer uh, points this out and like, puts into words something that I was kind of trying to do, but failed, which is who is Carly's doppelganger in pop culture? Serena from Gossip Girl. Like she is like fully Serena. She's got that little bit of just like, I'm chill, like self-deprecating, like a little bit goofy, but like incredibly hot blonde bombshell, like a little more natural than these other super contour girls, but like irresistibly gorgeous. I feel like that is like super Serena. I totally feel I that. I see That's a good it. Call. Wow. She looks like, she looks like to me, and I mean this with like the utmost, she looks exactly what I would picture like a blonde model chill girl to look like who was like, she's, she's just, she's just pretty like without any makeup on or makeup on. Like she's just like tall and hot. Like that's, she's yes. exactly what you'd think she looks like. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely the kind of girl that I would imagine being like, oh, I'm like low maintenance. I'm like a guy's girl. And she's wearing, like, Daisy Dukes and, like, chugging a beer. Um, I love that that makes women low maintenance. It's like, look, we can chug a beer. Look at us. We're so chill and with it. I don't need some sort of cosmopolitan. Chase is a 25-year-old football player from Seattle. He plays, I think, in the IFL. He says he plays in Canada. When I Googled, I found an IFL signing story for him. Um, 
And he says his sex drive is 100 out of 10. It's a very precise measurement. Yeah, how do we measure that? What's the difference between 112 <laughs> if the scale is on to 10? Like, what does that mean? And like, unclear. Kind of, yeah, unclear. <laughs> as someone who like is interested in men, uh, you know, I'm as a straight woman in short, I've, I'm much more discerning about the men than the women. Like, all the women are just like, oh, my God, she's so hot. And the men, I'm just like, no, he's not really doing it for me. I'm like, Chase, eh, it's not working for me. Whatever his thing is. Like, I'm not. It's not for me. Most of the men do not yeah. really do Nathan, it for me. Eh. Like, do do any of them really do it for yes, you? Yes, and we will get to that. Nathan is a – Nathan, by the way, is a stripper. So we get a, few, a couple of these guys who are also trying to – strip on the women all the time like do their magic mic routines i did well um, i did like that nathan was like have you guys heard of magic mic i'm like you could have just <laughs> said you're a stripper and they the women would have known what that meant like he had to put in the qualifier of like you ever heard of magic mic that's me i'm like because he's like i'm a romantic non-threatening stripper not like the stereotypes of strippers you might have in your brain right like, exactly exactly he's like i'm channing tatum basically right Larissa is a 28-year-old lawyer from New Zealand. She says she's a real-life legally blonde, but she's also legally horny. And she bought herself tits after law school, so she's ready to party. I, this is probably the arguably the most interesting person on the show that we don't really see from, at least in this first half. But, like, she's arguably the most layered person. Yeah, but she's too good at following rules, which becomes her downfall in terms of screen time. Right. We um, don't get that get that much from her because she's yeah. kind of just like, yeah, I she, went to law school. I know how to like – I know about rules. Yeah, I know how to follow them. Right. Clearly, I had enough self-restraint yeah. and discipline to get through law school and become a lawyer. So like – This is nothing. You know I'm going to be able to not make out for 24 hours. Peter is 21. He is a TikTok influencer – and trainer. He is Gen Z. He appears to be very close to his mom. We see him call his mom on camera and is like, hey, mom, doing the interviews for the show right now. Like, tell them about how I treat women. And his mom is like, you treat women so amazing. Like, you're going to be so wonderful. I'm so proud of you. And meanwhile, I've just literally heard him bragging about hooking up with as many women as he possibly can through his DMs, even if it means kind of like cheating on them. And I just have this dark moment of the soul as the mother of a boy that was like, what if I love him too much? And I You're turned like, oh, him no. <laughs> How do I not definitely that. do that? Um, what you're saying is this is a just a documentary about Max's future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no matter what he does. <laughs> but Claire, you're not living on Staten Island, right? I mean, I'm in Jersey City. And I have to say, oh, well, it's very ooh. Italian. It's very uh, Catholic culture. It's near New York, but it's like not really. Um, I feel like there's some overlap there. Well, okay. Well, this is the cautionary tale for you, a mother yeah. of a son. This that, is, that yes. Of a small yes. son. Max also has curly hair. Like, I... Wow. Wow. Does he center part? Does Max center part it? He does not. He does not. But there's time. Yeah. Um, And then we meet Cam, a 24-year-old model slash trainer from South Wales, 
who is, he's a nerd. openly admits that he has had a glow up. He's like, I basically used to not be yeah. cute and now look at me. And I was like, oh, it's still, still not working for me. But he has a hot commodity on this show. A lot of women are into it. He Okay, so he has a very specific sort of like slick European dude quality so, that I think kind of A little swagger. bit like Eddie Redmayne, like very narrow yeah. face, prominent teeth, the, sli- the pushed forward curly hair. But like more... Euro trashy than well, Eddie Redmayne. Well, his, his physical look is Eddie Redmayne. His style is not Eddie his style. Redmayne. His style. <laughs> his style is like bucket hat and slides to me. Like that's what his style is. But he, which is not. Yeah, good. he has like a sweet smile, which is I think sort of what draws a lot of these women um, to him. And he also is one of those guys who's like because of his glove, he's like I love Lord of the Rings and. I'm so relatable, but I'm still, like, in awe that everyone wants to fuck me, and therefore, like, I need to fuck everyone. Like, that is very much his vibe. He's, like, high on his, like, newfound pretty privilege. I mean, he, in his, when his intro, he said that he role-played and, like, had sex with an elf? An elf. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just, yes. I mean, who who amongst us haven't done that? I'm just saying. Like, I, mean, totally just I like, was sort of on his cool. side. He was like, it's not that I'm like into elves, but they are all really hot. And like, yes, that is the trademark of elves, as, as we all know. Right. Um, and right. speaking of Cam, his main love ent- interest ends up being Emily, who is 26. And she is a model from London. She is the one who said she's into both girls and guys. But then we never see her show any actual signs of being in two girls i think i think that's gonna play out later because i thought in one of the clips we see two women making out now this could be to like get guys to like them again which i always hate but like i do think maybe we're gonna see because why bring that up if not to have it be a point later yeah it's we'll see we'll see i i was like either that's just like a thing to like make her seem edgier and sexier to the guys or it will come back around um Two people remain. Kayla, 26, a bartender, a model from Florida. She grew up in a strict Filipino household, and now she does nothing but think about sex with bad boys. And none of these boys, by the way, will prove they're not bad, bad enough. enough for Kayla. I will say, pretty pretty severe dearth of tattoos among the men. There's that's no, true. There's like, none of them have like sleeves. You always see on like Love Island or whatever the girl who's like, oh, I, he's got those tattoos that I like and stuff. Like, there's no guy for for those girls in this house. Uh, and finally, let's get to Marvin, the, the, o- yeah, the only man on this show that I was like, oh. He is like the hottest person I have ever seen. <laughs> it's the accent, women. It's the accent. It's not just the accent, but, but the it accent is helps. in part, it does help. He's like perfect looking. I'm sorry. He's like tall. Everything is proportionate. His <laughs> features are like perfect like symmetrical perfect chiseled and then he opens his mouth and he's like got that accent and he knows it it's so annoying he does know that but all these people know they're hot yeah i mean like i i liked marvin originally i think as the episodes play out i liked him a little bit less than i did oh i don't like his personality (laughs) but you're saying that if that if marvin walked into a bar and hit on you claire you would have been married to him right now is that what is that where 
no, because I don't think that Marvin would have been capable of marrying anyone, uh, let alone me. He would have been <laughs> like three days later, slept with someone else. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got and, it. And we would not have gotten married. But like based on, on his physical appearance. He would be overwhelmed by his yes. looks. Would I have hooked up with him if he really went for it with me? Listen, like maybe I'm not. I'm no angel. Look, who like, who among us right. wouldn't among you know go for a little I'm, make out with Marvin? I'm doing yeah, it. come on, yeah. a guy speaking French. He's got that French accent. He's like, <laughs> uh, we're good. Yeah, yeah he's like hard to resist. Like, the girls all like my accent, you know, and I know that. I'm like, oh, but I do. But I love that he said in his French accent that he had to, like, clean his pants. He could be like, oh, I just went to the bathroom. Like, no, he had to use something that was clearly true and unclear why it was so true. That's all I'm saying. It sparked <laughs> something in me. That's it. Wow. You're, you're really thinking about the things that can dirty pants already. Just saying. Um, and it's time for us to take a bit of a break. So let's leave everyone to think about why you might need to clean your pants. And we'll be back in a minute. Can you keep up? I like love it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that 
I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. 
And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And now we're back. Let's get into some of the plot points of these first four episodes. We saw a handful of relationships budding and uh, fairly quickly crumbling in the, you know, immediate aftermath of Lana kind of announcing to all of them that they are on Too Hot to Handle. First, what did you guys think of the initial reveal that they were on Too Hot to Handle? Because, like, the first episode, the first half of it, um, they all think that they're there for a different show called Parties in Paradise. And a good amount happens between them before that. Like, they have, like, what, 10 hours? And 12, time, yeah. There's a lot of making out. But, like, part of that's them meeting. But, like, already there's a lot of them making out and deciding to share beds with people they just met. Um, we see Carly at the center of a love triangle with Chase and Nathan. Cam and Emily are, like, really coupling off. And they have the welcome party where they all dress up as sexy animals and <laughs> respond to each other's mating dances by making out and biting each Again, other. Again, normal situations. And yeah. then the Lana bomb drops. And they're all like, oh, no, we're on too hot to handle. I they all loved that. I loved that because last season, obviously, was a new show. So the pro- surprise was built in. This time they had to sort of do a ruse. And I believe that they filmed seasons two and three at the same time, probably so they didn't have to keep creating new fake shows. Um, But I kind of loved seeing some of them just be so aware all of a sudden of what they were getting into. They were like, oh, Lana's here. Too hot to hand. I watched that on Netflix. Like it was just the awareness was kind of endearing to me. It was endearing. I also thought it was like a touch staged for me. Like it was definitely staged. You know, they were like react a little bigger. They definitely that was the eighth take where they were like, you didn't seem shocked enough. And also like party in paradise. Like what the fuck does that mean? Well, this is the thing. What was the premise of that show? Right. So I'm like, like Like, what's you're just sleeping with hot people. Like, where's the, like, where's the interesting thing? Like, are you guys getting voted off? Like, and they were just like, no, we're just... Like, this is the kind of show that you would see on a porn site, where it's like, we got a bunch of hot singles here, and then they all had group sex for right. I want to know what they were told. I, I am curious what they were told. Yes. Um, but Me let's, well. you know, we just have to leave that as a mystery. Let's talk about <laughs> some of the couples that kind of form in the first half of the season. First, we kind of have Carly and Chase. There's like an initial, as Cl- Claire, as you said, like love triangle between Carly, Chase, and Nathan. But very quickly, it becomes evident that, like, Carly is not into Nathan and is into Chase. And Chase kind of, like, 
pursues her really hard. And then kind of quickly, their dynamic seems to shift and Carly becomes like increasingly insecure because of um, kind of the lack of of, like physical affection that Chase is giving her. What do you guys think of this coupling? I was a little surprised by it. I also maybe just don't find Chase attractive and all they ever talked about was like his big feet and hands. And I'm like, yeah, but like the rest of him like is not, I don't know. That was just me. No, I'm uh, not. Personally. (laughs) I kind of agree. What I do think the interesting layer though here is, and Emma, you touched on this, is like, the lack of being able to be physical with someone, even though words can be said, fl- flown about, and they can be said whatever you want, like, it does create insecurity for even, like, the hottest person. Like, you need those physical interactions to feel something, and I think it's clear with her. I was a little bit surprised about the pairing. It didn't seem like Carly was going to go for him if I had to pick a guy that she was going to go for. I didn't think she was going to go with Nathan. Nathan just had, like, no hope. He was just, like, way too tryhard from the start. Um, but I, I see her kind of going through the cycles with Chase and I kind of think that he's responding, uh, on the same level as her. What did you think? That's interesting. I mean, I really thought that Carly created maybe the first crack in the relationship because one of the things that soon happens after Lana drops the sex ban is that they all start breaking the rules, right? Carly and Chase make out, a couple other couples make out, but then... Peter, the young TikToker who has not formed any romantic connections, dares Melinda and Carly to make out with him and gets them to rock, paper, scissors. They both do it. And then they both just kiss him anyway. What a what a moment. I was like, I don't relate to how. How does this guy do it? How does he do it? Like because they well, because they just wanted to kiss someone. That's the it's not they wanted to kiss Peter because they thought he was hot. They're just like kissing's fun. I do I respect Peter though for going for like the two biggest guys' (laughs) girls in the house. Cause like And this is something Chase points out. He's like, isn't he afraid of us? He's not. Um, He's not afraid of us. (laughs) Incorrect. Uh he's like, what are they gonna do to me? Um but So Carly and Melinda then have to reveal um, that they did this and Chase and Marvin are pretty upset. And Chase is like, I'm going to have to be more protective now. I'm going to have to not give her as much. Um, And that's kind of the first crack. It happens like 16 hours into their time on the island or the resort. But then after that, it seems like Carly is like, okay, well, we have these rules and they're supposed to uh, teach us to be better at relationships. I've been hurt in the past and I've chosen this free love lifestyle to avoid being hurt. But like, what? sure, let's try. I really like Chase. Let's try this out. And Chase is just like, I guess I won't make out with other girls, but like, I don't really want to like compliment you or like show you affection i just i like you but i want to punish you yeah it felt like it was so interesting because they're at the beginning it really feels like there's sort of not a divide um by gender in terms of like how they feel about sex or are approaching relationships and very quickly it feels like when these two women commit this quote-unquote infraction this like very innocent infraction that in fact like speaks not at all to the way they feel about either of these guys. But then it gives the two men license to sort of continuously hold them at bay, punish them, and then blame any, like, cracks in the relationship on the women. And, like, the power imbalance shifts so quickly. And I was just, like, really struck by that. 
can we talk about Marvin and Belinda? Because I, I was, I was intrigued by how this played out with them. So, Marvin and Melinda, soon after the sex ban, share a moment. They make out, and then she kind of overhears him, sees him really flirting hard with a couple of the other women. You know, being like, "We have to get to know each other better. You're such a bombshell. You're gorgeous," and she's hurt. She's like, "We just." had this moment where we were like, we're super interested in each other. And we kissed breaking of rules, like spending money to do that. And it clearly didn't really mean anything to him. And this is when she goes, uh, according to the the editing that were shown on the show, this kind of motivates her to kiss Peter. And then when Marvin finds out, she doesn't say like, well, you were flirting with other girls and that hurt my feelings to him. Like she'll say it to the camera. Mm-hmm. But she won't say it to him. We never really see her be like, what you did hurt me. And the whole dynamic of their relationship after that is is her trying to convince him to forgive her or alternating with trying to make him jealous enough to stake his claim, even though he's still mad. While he's like, Melinda's my favorite, but I need to keep my options open because I'm still mad at her. They're both very bad at communicating. Like, I think that's the, the biggest so thing petty. that we see. They're yeah, they're very petty. petty. They're like, there's sort of this like battle of egos. Neither of them want to like budge an inch and they end up both sort of like punishing themselves inadvertently as a result. Yeah. It's not, it's, it wasn't a good start to any sort of relationship. Like if you're starting off doing that, especially in this type of environment, knowing now what the rules are, it, it just, it just didn't make me hopeful uh, for them to be successful in the long run. And then Larissa and Nathan end up sort of being into each other, but they're clearly not each other's like usual type and they just never break the rules. They're like the only couple that doesn't seem to break rules. What does this mean? I'm like, are they just not, not that into each other? Yeah. Bored. Yeah. I think they're just bored and they need someone to pair up with. And it's fun to flirt. They're all hot enough that are, they're like, I guess why not like hang out with this hot person? It's not the hot person I would pick, but like, like Nathan has described Carly as his perfect woman. Like <laughs> Larissa clearly is just like fine. She's there. And then we have Emily and Cam who are just like sort of the the central couple um in in the same way that it feels like um Harry and oh my god, Francesca. And Francesca sort of filled this role in season 1. Yeah, they're just like the two most high demand people who end up coupling yeah. up coupling up and forming this vortex of intense sexual energy that like vibrates like they're constantly breaking the rules like immediately and constantly breaking the rules cam even then is like i'm so turned on that i need a release and i just need to jerk off because of because i can't hook up with emily like they're they're just like radiating blue <gasps> energy all the time <laughs> And that means that they are just, like, bleeding money. Like, in the first 24 hours, they lose $21,000. They just, Less like— Less than 24 hours, even. Yeah. Like, I think, yeah. Less. They, they, they're just, like, left and right. Like, no one gives a fuck, really, about Lana's rules, which, as we said before, makes Lana very unhappy. Cam, Peter, Carly, and Melinda, I think, all were involved in two of the seven rule breaks that led to that 21K loss. And everyone who participated is just like, well, I knew I broke the rules, but like, I didn't think anyone else did. Like those sneaks. Like, I can't believe people are just like breaking the rules other than me. 
we're always our own exceptions to every rules, right? It's like, okay, if I do it, but not okay if everyone else does it. And I wonder if that's a little bit of the, a little bit of the negativity coming off of season one, where you kind of know, at least the rules last season were where they had to split money. And if you're splitting money with a hundred grand, you know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not sneezing on 10 K a piece, but just like for them in their mind, it's not like they're personally winning a hundred thousand dollars. So I think it's a lot easier for them to be like, eh, whatever. We're not going to get a lot of money. I, that's in. what I would yeah. think. But like, once the money really starts to go yeah. away, they get concerned. And I'm like, it's even less money to be worried about now. Like, what do you think you're going to get out of this? It's very tragedy of the commons. Like, they're all like, wouldn't it be better if I spent like $5,000 on a hookup, but then the prize is still 95K, right? And that's pretty good. Um, there's no like, willingness to work together to allocate like how much money each person wants and how many infractions they can have to actually achieve that um and lana is like what now like i'm just a beautiful little sleek ai bot that tells (laughs) people not to have sex and i'll give them money and if they care more about hooking up than having a fraction of this prize then like what do i do to change that like are they just gonna have parties in paradise and there's nothing i can do to stop it yeah lana needs to switch up the rules on these guys because they're just like not caring at all about the consequences of anything yeah it's it's wild like what's interesting is they're all being extremely selfish and just having that hookup in the moment that they want to have it but then it creates a solidarity where they're all like of course we're being selfish. Like he's being selfish, but that's what I would have done. And they're pretty forgiving of each other, at least in the first half of the season when these infractions do happen. Yeah, that's true. Uh, There is almost like, well, if we're all selfish, then I guess we need to like be magnanimous about other people's selfishness. I I have a feeling that as it comes down to the wire a little bit more that maybe they will start getting more pissed off. (laughs) But for now, yeah. And I love that they they do some workshops. Lana tries to, to some other tactics, of course. They do some workshops to learn about intimacy, which are clearly just there to heighten the sexual tension and make them more likely to break the rules. Like the whole first workshop is about erogenous zones or androgynous zones, as Kayla <laughs> would call them. And they're just like using sex toys to stimulate each other and the idea is like, you know, use it on her the, her inner elbow, you know, don't just skip to the well, boobs. Claire, every everyone knows penis. that but it's so that, like, sexy. Feathering <laughs> your elbow is a much better way of forming a long-lasting emotionally deep connection than feathering <laughs> your penis. That's just how it works. I will right. take both of your words for that. Um, I don't have much experience <laughs> in this, so I'm just going to let you two just... Um, guys, no. have you not seen that Josh Hartnett movie from, like, For- the early aughts? 40 Days and 40 Nights. 40 Days and yes. 40 Nights. <laughs> That's the entirety of my experience uh, with feathering. <laughs> and it looked sexy. I'm just going to say that if you were actually trying to teach people to to build relationships that are not shallow sex-based relationships that are over in two nights maybe you should start by teaching them to connect on a non-sexual level before you teach okay them claire okay what yeah are you maybe you yeah really maybe you should be a professional relationship I should be in expert charge of this show like alexandra roxo and ai bot lana 
I couldn't think of two better gurus to have than an AI robot and Claire. Oh, Darren, thank you. So before we wrap up, I think we need to to touch on the the big twist that happens shortly before this first uh, chunk of episodes wraps up, which is they're all getting too comfy. And so they have to send in two newbies to challenge some of the people who are in firm couples, (laughs) as firm as they can be. So Lana sends in uh, Rob and Christina. She allows them each to pick someone from the house to go on a date with. Rob is a tall, blonde Brit. He's very tall and has eyes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Those two things alone are the makings of a great relationship. Well, it's like that. uh, It's like that reductress article, (laughs) that reductress headline that's like, is he hot or is he just tall and white? And I feel like that really sums up Rob. Exactly. Uh, Christina is a South African slash uh, her heritage is Italian and Portuguese. This is all discussed a great deal that she's Italian and Portuguese. Uh, And she's a pilot. And so Rob goes on a date with Carly. Christina goes on a date with Cam. Carly is just like, Anyway, yeah, I'm dating this hunky football player named Chase and we're in love. And Cam is like, oh, you know, nothing serious for me in the house. (laughs) You know, what if I kissed you right now? And then he leans all the way in for the kiss, but stops himself because he promised the guys in the house that he wouldn't break the rules on the date. And so he pulls back. And is like, listen, I have to tell you, you're on too hot to handle. And so I can't kiss you because I promised the guys I wouldn't spend money. And Carly likewise informs Rob of the rules. And they're all horrified, of course. And then uh, they head back to the house where Cam just straight up lies to Emily. Straight up. Straight up lies. I mean. Yeah. Bold, bold move, Cam. He's like, it's not like there's an all-knowing all-seeing robot and also like cameras i did this to to a woman who is now living with us all who will ever find out the truth women don't speak to each other exactly i mean just brazen i think again he was probably just thinking that everyone was going to be distracted by those pearly white smiles and no one's gonna care he's just gonna come back and smile it'll be fine He, he seems to think somehow he can date them both He's like, yeah, this is definitely a thing I can do. Like, it'll be easy. Like, yeah. Cam. Cheating relies pretty heavily on being able to to hook up with people while your partner can't see. Like, that's a pretty <laughs> fundamental Yeah, that's pretty element. key to it. That's key. Um, which is not a possibility here. Um, so later, Emily, suspicious that Cam was like, oh, yeah, I talked all about you. She knows about you. I was totally loyal. I didn't kiss her because of you. Um, Em's a little suspicious. So she wanders out to the ocean to talk to Christina. And Christina's like, look, he almost kissed me. He said he just didn't want to betray the other guys. He said the thing with you wasn't serious. And the women, like, bond and become friends through this. And I thought it was simply beautiful. Yeah, I love that Christina was just like, yeah, not into him. He's seems kind of like a prick okay and maybe this is maybe this is just me and please tell me that i'm being either a a pig here or hopeful but did you get the sense that when they were in the ocean talking about cam that they were gonna hook up because i did (laughs) (laughs) 
I thought this is where her bisexuality would come into play. That's what that I would thought. have been way better. Thank I you. Would, okay, okay, that would okay. be great. But I suspect that's not where this is headed. I suspect as well. Yes, it was my my wishful thinking then that led me here. So Cam is is thrown back with with Emily, who has to decide whether to forgive him. And at this point, I think we should we should wrap up. Um, and, and save some things for our, our second recap to discuss. Because there will be a second. That's it for this episode of Love to See It. Darren, thank you so much for joining us. Love to See It is produced by us, Emma Gray and Claire Fallon, and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Harry Huggins. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv, and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. And if you like the show, please, please, please... Give us a rating, five stars, leave us a review, help other people find our show. And if you want to get in touch, especially if you have ideas for future bonus episodes, you can email us at claireandemmapod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at love to see it pod and Instagram at claireandemmapod. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week. Talk to you soon. Stitcher. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because. I made the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. Medela, the mark of the fight. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.